Hello and welcome back. Let's start 2017 as we mean to go on, so here are the answers to last year's questions. Firstly, the odd man out was none other than Solicitor Grey, as all the others swell up in water. Next, the where do you stick it question, the answer being in your Blu-ray player, though we would have accepted in the dustbin, depending on the way critical opinion was blowing at the time, naturally. And finally, complete the song quote, the girls come to Tombstone in there. And the answer was, of course, in their high silk hose, and not, as some of you suggested, in a suit of armour, in a bubble car, or in a state of nervous excitement. We received a number of highly original suggestions from a Mr Brunt futtock of the Balls Pond Road, none of which we can actually read out on air. Hum diggity, Mr Trawbridge, make the announcement! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with wholesome intent and holes in their socks, it's episode 5 of Round the Archives. Picture Puzzle Series, Jigsaw. If you know what the word is, send your answer in on a postcard with your name and address to Jigsaw, BBC TV, Wood Lane, London W12, 7RJ. And you could be lucky and win one of our prizes. See you next week. Bye-bye. Sylvester McCoy is appearing in Can't Pay, Won't Pay at the Criterion Theatre, London. Hello and welcome to issue five. Yes, is it? issue five. Oh, good I, think... I can't believe we've got to issue five. Yes, right. issue five. Of what's this called? Round the archives. <laughs> Round the archives. I should, I should know. You I, should I, know that. You've already I introduced thought, it. I thought of it. Um, I'm Andrew. I'm Lisa. And you might be able to hear Rose. And Rose is purring again, very loudly. It's, it's the theme. She always is. It's the theme. Um, we've got a packed program for you tonight. We have. <laughs> Ronnie. Yes. Um, so we will get a shift on. Yeah. The we have a theme, don't we? We do have a theme. The theme is the Regenerations Convention from in, Swansea. From Swansea. In, in Swansea. In Swansea. Not from Swansea. <laughs> well, we went to Swansea <laughs> it to go to it. Swansea, um, yeah, 2016 yeah. September. Yep. Um, lovely weekend. It was. Um, and we've got um, some interviews. Why an interview from it? Yeah. Um, and all the featured programmes are going to be ones where we were, the guests that we the, saw, the, the guests that we saw, or talked to, or, or or met, or spoke, or asked questions, or asked questions about. Yeah. Um, we do have a slight correction from last time, wasn't it? In that yeah. the um, science show that did the Box of Lights special effects wasn't Tomorrow's World; it was QED. Right. Um, but I've not been able to track down a copy of that, so okay. never mind. Um, but what did we watch last night? 
What did we watch last night? We watched. We we did some Clive Doig. We did some didn't Clive Doig. Because yes. I was I was. Legends that is I, Clive Doig. I was utterly thrilled to meet Clive Doig yes. at Regenerations, yes. um, and Clive Doig for me is vision on. Yeah, really. For you, he's yep. more jigsaw, jigsaw yep. going into Eureka. Eureka. Yeah, um, but yep. he's also yeah, and there's a load of other stuff he's done. He, oh yes, I'd utterly forgotten he directed um, the Phoenix and the Carpet. Yes, the Gary Russell Gary Russell version. version. Mm-hmm. Um, I've stumbled across a one hour documentary on dinosaurs that he's done yeah, okay. uh, dinosaurs fun fact and fiction oh, well. anybody that likes dinosaurs 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 he's yes. good in my book dinosaurs yes i like <laughs> i like the dinosaurs um but first of all we saw um jigsaw didn't yes. we um, from 1980 um ish is oh my i forget which one it was um <laughs> but jigsaw is Basically, it's a kids show, BBC, yeah. based around a word or yes, several words several each words. week. You get yeah. little sketches and clues yeah. to mm-hmm. to form a six-letter word. No, yes. None of them seem to be particularly rude. but uh, <laughs> No, well, it's for children. Don't, don't do rude words. You've got Janet Ellis yeah. um, as one of the hosts. Yes. You've got Adrian Headley as the other host. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, you've got <laughs> Sylvester McCoy and David yeah. Rappaport as, as the, the omen. As the omen, and I remember the omen. It's that, that was rubbi- a big thing about two it. rubbish superheroes, yeah. and you've got the genius that is Wilf Lunn, or to give him his full name, Wilfred Makepeace Lunn. Yes, with a name like that, he was born to be on television, wasn't he? Um, doing doing inventions, blowing things up, mostly things that explode. Yeah. Yes, you were clever enough to track down a, a book. Or, se- or several books. Not oh yes yes well yeah he's written his autobiography. He's written his autobiography. Um, if which if you're going to order, don't order it from Amazon. Get it from him. Get it from him because he'll sign it, and he does little um how, how, little how, drawings. What's the, what's the address for? I, I really couldn't remember. I just put Will Flynn in. You just the, put Will Flynn in. Well, if yeah. I do that, and it popped up. And. But I think Wilf Lan is one of the reasons why I yeah. why you're a be- scientist. Why I became interested in science. Because um, you wanted to blow things up. Not re- not necessarily. It was just the invention of yeah. all his all his stuff and the fact that he got to look a, a bit old with his ginger moustache. Yeah, and his hat. And, he, and his hat and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you know, pe- people of my age. Yeah. Remember Wilf Lan very yes. fondly. I think. Yes. Um, Janet Ellis does a pretty good job, I think, hosting it. She does, yeah. She, yeah. Well, I don't see why Janet Ellis couldn't have hosted it on her own, to be honest. Yes. Uh, it's obviously a, a sign of the times that you have to have a male host and a female host. Ah, Wilflund.com. Well, that right. makes it easy, doesn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. Wilflund's book, My Best Seller. Yeah. His autobiography, which only goes up to the age of 11. 11, yeah, yeah. But he, I don't think he sends it out himself. He's got somebody that sends it out for him. No, but nine ninety nine for a signed copy. Yeah, well worth getting. Yes. Um, but you did. I so said you also got me the Wilf Lund book, which was Things to Make. Yes. And I remember this this book being at um in the library at school, and it was mm-hmm. one of those books that everybody used to take out. Right. So. As soon as somebody returned it, there'd be somebody jumping on it to take it out. So I, I don't think I ever actually got to take it out. All right, okay. Um, and I was at school for quite a few years. Um, but it was all very weird things to make. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you can track it down, it's it's a wonderful Wilf Lunn sort of sure. insight into the way his mind works. Odd. 
Nothing wrong with odd. No. 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 Um, I would say the weak link is probably um, Adrian Headley yes. as the as the co-presenter. Yeah. Because he's uh, trying too hard to be wacky. Yes. It, it, it's this... It's a forced it, it, wackiness. He does a lot of sort of mime stuff, yeah. which is perfectly fine. If you uh, like mime. If you like mime, which I can't say I do really. Yeah. Uh, but whereas Wilf Lunn or Sylvester McCoy are sort of naturally... naturally wacky. That's just them. Na- naturally eccentric. That's their, their character. I, do, I, I think Adrian Headley do, is trying a bit too hard to be wacky because yes. it's for kids. Yes. And even as a kid, I think you pick, you pick up on yeah. that. You find it, I, th- I think you probably bit, find bit him too, annoying. Too hard. Yeah. But... Um, but he does create the standout character of Jigsaw. Yeah, I mean, there, there is there is the sort of white elephant in the room, or yeah. the, the white demon-faced thing. Big-nosed. Um, which is Nosy Bonk. Yeah. And we have to talk about Nosy Bonk. We do have to talk about Nosy Bonk. Nosy Bonk is very strange. Yeah, he, he sort of, he's got this sort of jacket, sort of dark jacket on. His, his face yeah. is sort of this white... It's just like a sort of papier-mâché thing, isn't it? Yeah, With this huge yeah. nose. Yes. And boggly, starey eyes. Yeah. And, and a permanent grin. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody that um, sort of knows Nosy Bonk mm-hmm. probably had nightmares about him. Yeah. Yeah, um, probably. I don't remember having any nightmares. Yeah. Oh dear, look at him. Ah, this <laughs> horrible <laughs> leering face. Yeah. Oh dear. No, go away, nosy bonk. I'm going to stop that. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> in fact, we have a we have a thing with a friend online who occasionally, <laughs> if we post photos of things, yeah. he'll he'll, he'll, he'll superimpose nosy bonk. bonk. Yeah. When we took a picture of our new sofa a year or two ago he, yeah. he managed to get Nosy Bonk's head leering out of our cupboard under the stairs mm. which was really disturbing yes. wasn't it uh, yes um, but yeah so yeah Jigsaw I think is a is a you know it's an admirable show in, yes. in many respects um, but for me Vision On is the superior one yeah. I With, think having watched both of them last night I mean mm. I'm not old enough to remember Vision On yeah. really but I much enjoyed Vision On mm. rather than um, Jigsaw. I mean, Vision On is uh, Tony Hart, Sylvester McCoy, Pat Kiesel. Yeah, Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy, oh yes. yes, he hasn't got the R at this point. Yes. And th- things you remember from it are, of course, things like the gallery where yeah. kids would send in... Which they then took on to um, take out. Which went on to take out. Kids would send in um, pictures and yes. and there's a, there, what was it? there was a prize for all that we show, but... Yeah. They couldn't return them, back, no. probably because they went in the BBC incinerator or something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the the way Vision On works is that there is a bit of a theme. So the one we mm-hmm. saw was time, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So it there was, was lots of bits and pieces of clocks yeah. and things like this. But um, it, there's a lot of animation in, in it because yeah. it was a programme designed for deaf kids, really. Yes. Which is why Pat Kiesel's doing all the, all the sign, language. sign language yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but they they'd give out this theme, and they had a sort of team of animators mm-hmm. um, from sort of, I mean, from the UK and indeed from Europe. I, I think yes, they, they had a few Czech, that Czechoslovakian. Were, well, sort of. they weren't. They were from Europe, but they didn't farm it out to Europe. They were no, no. they were Czechoslovakians that and, had and to leave come over off, here. And they come yeah. over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you you got animations. There, there was a dinosaur. Yeah. There was a there was a um, cuckoo clock mm. thing. There was a, there was. The, the digger, the man who was digging, mm-hmm. and he'd always dig something up. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, what else is there? There's the tortoise. Mm-hmm. There's the burbles. These were these strange things that lived in a grandfather clock. But you didn't know what they were. Yeah, you never saw. All you saw was their, their the speech, speech bubble. bubbles. Yeah. Um, there's there was the prof who, mm-hmm. who was um, was it Dave Cleveland? Dave Cleveland. Think? Yes. Who, who was this sort of mad professor in a white coat out yeah. in a field somewhere mm-hmm. doing, doing, doing weird things? Doing weird things with speeded up animation. Possibly yeah. another reason I wanted to be a scientist because he seemed <laughs> to have great fun. So. <laughs> um, and. Although it's a very visual show, yeah. um, because of it, the way it was sort of you know, commissioned for deaf kids, it's also really drenched in loads of memorable stock music as yes. well. And a few years ago, I started looking up Vision On again because I was sort of getting sort of quite nostalgic for it. And I managed mm-hmm. to find on YouTube somebody done a compilation of all the bits and pieces of music from it. All right. And it's all stock stuff, none yeah. of it's specially composed. And and as we, as I was going through this, I was going, oh, my, oh, this has been in my head for years, <laughs> and just it's one of those things you just dredge up the memories, and again, yeah. it proves that you rem- you remember stuff, and it's all there. Mm-hmm. It's just accessing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we briefly got to talk to Clive Doig. Yes. Um, sadly, sadly, not long enough, and we no. couldn't buy him a drink. As he said, Vision On was done with the aid of a fair bit of drink. Yes. You seems, can tell sometimes. Seems to be a pattern in his yeah, life, funny I think. That. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, and Clive Doig, by the way, has got a, a brilliant set of um, memoirs on. Mm. It's uh, the BBC Tech Ops site for, mm. for all the technical personnel. Um, it's tech-ops.co.uk. Mm-hmm. And it all these reminiscences on here. I mean, he did work on... Um, Quatermass in the Pit. Mm. Um, can't can't believe he's that old. But, but what um, year's Quatermass in the Pit? Oh, 1950, is it 57? Well, he, sure. he, he joined the BBC in 58, so he wouldn't have worked. I'm oh, sorry, in 1957. Oh, all right, all right. Well, it's got to be nine. When he was 50, 18. Right, there you are. Hang on then, 1958 then, is it? Well, I guess so. Let's have a look. Quatermass in the Pit. Yeah, 19, December 1958, January. Yeah. 19. So he'd only really just joined. Yeah. Because um, I love the bit in his, his memoirs about that he left his shoe in the room and had to knock on the door and <laughs> take his shoe. And... But yeah, he, he was um, assigned to Crew 2 as Peter Freeze Green as the senior cameraman. And according to this, Peter nicked some of the Jabalite false bricks used in the set. Right. And on the, the way home on the bus, he lobbed one of them at the bus conductor coming down the aisle to get our money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Peter showed all the fellow travellers this realistic looking brick and explained about the programme and for the rest of the journey anybody that got on the brick got on the the bus had bricks lobbed at them right? which must have been very disconcerting but yeah there's there's loads of stuff here I mean Clive was vision mixer for the Hartnell some of the Hartnell stories of Doctor Who an earthly child of Marco Polo amongst them. Certainly, he yeah. He really should write a book. He should. Um, yes, but he can't, people can't remember it now. Oh, well, he, he's managed to fill this tech op page up with a load of stuff. So yeah. I'm sure there's a load of... In fact, there's, there's stuff that he mentions he's going to talk about and never does. No. Um, you want to know why he fell out of a window, The day you? I fell out of a window on the fourth floor of Cavendish Place. Yeah. No idea what that's about. No. But, no. Um, he's, still, he's still around, so it couldn't no. have been that bad. No. Um, but One yes. suspects he might have been a little bit relaxed. Possibly, possibly. Yes. Um, but 
I mean, we did say to him we would so love to see a, a DVD release of, of Vision on. Yeah. Um, it's going to be weird. Didn't, didn't he say happen. that nobody seemed terribly interested no. in doing it? He'd he'd like one. Yeah. I I I, I, I certainly know some people that would. Yeah. That would fall on this very gratefully. Um, I mean, there's a few bits and pieces again knocking about on on mm-hmm. YouTube. As always. A couple of complete episodes and some some clips and things. Yeah. Um, but but. Yeah, it, it it really was one of those essential shows of my childhood, I think, mm-hmm. and I'm so so pleased to have met him, if if yeah. only only so briefly. So there we go. Yes, Clive Doig, we salute you. Yes, you're damn. You've done some damn fine work. Yes. Right. What are we going to do now? Um, I don't know. Should we should we do the the chat with? Okay, let's chat, do the let's chat. Let's do the with chat Warren. with Warren. Warren yes. has come, and we're going to talk yes. about. Uh, not now. Well, well no, he has come. He has we come. Ha- we have pre-recorded and he's been. this. He's come and he's been. Yes. So we'll, we'll edit him in and we'll, yep. we'll, we'll talk about what we remember about regenerations in general. Okay. Back after that. Bye. Ta-ra. Hello, here we are with Warren again, and Hello. we're going to talk Hello. about regenerations, which was all the way back in not the concept, September. the not the concept, no, the, the, no. Um, the convention, the convention. Oh, they do a lovely yes. breakfast. Oh God, he's, he's going Welsh already. <laughs> uh, what do we we remember? He said, <laughs> slurring his words. What, what do we remember of regenerations twenty sixteen? It was. Well, quite a long while ago now. Oh, God, this was a lot of traffic. I remember dri- I remember there. Warren kindly driving us there he for did. about three days. He did, it was days. very nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you probably could have done it quicker by stagecoach. Oh, I think you could have walked that quicker, yeah. But we did have an excitement on the way, didn't we? As yes. As you pointed out to me, the bus from Terror of the Autons. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, yes. Which is quite local to us, apparently. Apparently so. Yes. It's just we- almost just down the road. Yes, yes. it is. And I I didn't know it was there. But anyway, anyway, after six hundred miles and three three thousand days, we got to um, Swansea. Swansea. I remember in Welsh Wales. In Welsh Wales. Yeah, we checked into the hotel and then immediately got hugged by one quarter of the restoration team because Steve Did... Roberts turned up, didn't they? <laughs> one quarter. Of... You were grabbed by the restorations, were you? Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. Show me on the doll. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, I remember. Yes, yes. I remember. And yes. Jenny. And Jenny was Lovely there. Lovely Jenny Shirts. Jenny who is yep. also on this podcast being yes. interviewed. Um, we managed to grab our 10 minutes with Terry Malloy. Yes, that was later you, on, though. That wasn't have, immediately. No, which you will have heard, hopefully, in the Christmas Special. Special. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes with Terry. Ten, yeah. ten, ten we should have called it that. Ten, ten minutes, minutes with Terry. Terry. That's a good idea. Yes. Too late um, now. But yes, let's actually talk about who we saw and what 
What, well, what did we see? <laughs> who we saw first of all Saturday morning yes, was, was not scheduled for Jacqueline Pierce. <laughs> yes. But Warren, you have a tale about that, don't Jackie, you? Jackie, bless dear Jackie. Um, I went in to go and collect a photograph from the photograph people, which is highly you know, That's convenient. a place to go, isn't it? it? Is, it's a place to go. And there sat in the corner, all on her own, bless her, was um was Jackie Pierce. Oh, Hang on a minute, Rose can't get in. You just uh, hang on to that. Just pause for a moment because Rose no, no, is no, stuck in the, the hallway. In. Come on, come on, Rose. Come on, in Rose. you come. I'm going to have to cut this bit. Right, anyway, trying to keep the finger. <laughs> yeah. You saw Jackie Pierce. Saw okay. Jackie what Pierce, was she doing? Um, recovering, I think, from <laughs> a massive hangover. <laughs> Why? Why was this? Well, I, I went up to Jackie and said, um, oh, could I have a photograph of you? There's no one here. They've left you. They've forgotten about shit. I know, darling. Darling, they have. But I must say, I'm bloody hangover. I said, what happened? She said, I was watching Strictly and I seemed to consume a bottle and a half of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't quite make it this morning. No, she couldn't get out of bed, so they put Annika Wills on so instead. So they put Annika on. Uh, on her own. Oh, Lord. Which is immediately probably not a first idea. Yes, confessing yes. the feeble little song. Can she confess them? Was it about the shoes? She, no, the that shoes were that, that was later. That was later yeah. when she... Had no, she was, I think she was... There was an awful lot of talk about an adventure in space and time. Yes. Yes, she didn't like and that. How oh, she, she didn't like certain parts of it. Yes, like hair. Hair. Like hair. Her character's hair... Patrick Droughton's hair. hair. Everybody's hair. And Jean Marsh. Jean Marsh pointing out that she... She didn't have a bleep beehive or something. Yes, a bleeping beehive. A bleeping beehive, yes. Yes. You can put the bleeping in yourself. (laughs) But yeah, I thought that was nice because Annika comes on and basically says, right, everybody in this room is my friend. So I'm going to tell you stuff that perhaps you... You shouldn't know. You shouldn't know, yes. (laughs) That's the nice thing about regeneration because it's only about 200 people. Yeah. It's not not a huge one. Such no. a relaxed atmosphere, yes. isn't it? And yeah. people do. Uh, 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 the thing about going to the, uh, the the panels is at the end of the panel, there's a gap. Everyone goes outside, and the guest is still out there. Yes, yeah. and they'll chat to you in the hallway, or. In my case, I will push them downstairs of a previous year or dance. Oh, yes, with you them. mentioned nearly <laughs> tripped Phil Collins and downstairs a few years ago, didn't yes. you? Yes, I danced with Katie Manning. Did, and, and, and did Annika touch you? Oh, she inappropriately touched me, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm still scarred with that one. Show us on the doll later. I will, yeah. I will. Have you got a large doll? Yes. Um, who was next? Catherine Schell. Catherine Schell, the lovely Catherine Schell. Who Schell. we mostly talk to about cats. Yes. 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 They were only asked one question about cats. Yes. Um, which was, what were her cats called? Yeah. And what were her cats called? Um, it's on a previous podcast. Yeah, I forgot. She's a countess, isn't she? She is. She is in real life. Yes, yeah. a, a countess. Oh, hang on. Shall I look her up? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm going to look her up. Then. Right. But she's very lovely, and she was. She had um, a book out, as book quite a few out. people yeah. did. Yeah. Well, that's why she was there. Ah. Yeah, that's how they could afford to have her I've there. I've got a book out, but nobody buys it. <laughs> you, you don't advertise it enough. So. Yeah. Katerina Freinschel von Bauschlott is a Hungarian. Schell is the family name. Von Bauschlott indicates the region of Germany where the Schell family originated. So there you go. Ah, she's told wonderful stories. Her father was a Baron Paul Schell von Bauschlott. Her mother was Countess Katerina Maria Etta Georgina Elizabeth Tetlecki de Sezik. There's a lot of names there. I'm tired now. But yes, we've uh, 
we can sort of become friends with her on Facebook. And she yes. was having trouble with her horse. With her horse. Oh, I hope her horse, horse is better yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. She was telling wonderful stories about um, Peter Sellers doing the Pink Panther. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Piddling yes. themselves laughing. Oh, yeah. doing, uh, is it Return of the Pink Panther? That's yes. right. Yes. I yes. have stopped the ringing. And, and not quite... And I am the chief troubleshooter of the Nice Telephone <laughs> Company. And lots of happy stories about acting with um, Barbara Bain. Oh, yes. yes. Who who would who doesn't only move her face. who doesn't move her face and would only show one side of her face. That's right. Yes. And didn't like Catherine Shell because she was younger than her. Oh, yeah, well, and prettier than her. Everyone was younger than Barbara Bain, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, uh, Fraser's floozies were next. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> as they're known. That I've never experienced. I've never experienced the full trout and um, companions. companions. Um, well, line-up. Survivors, yeah. wow. I have to that, say. That was my life complete in one panel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did did they... you have a photo took with them? Oh, I did, yes. There's yes. a story to that as well, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, knowing that Fraser gives the girls a hard time, um, they, were all sat, they were all sat around, all the ladies there, and I went in, and Fraser's sort of standing in the background, and you have to sit down, you've got... Um, I had Wendy to my left, and... Um, Oh, oh, Debbie. Debbie, that's yeah. her. Yes, and luckily I had Annika behind me. It was safe. Few <laughs> <laughs> yes. swanny whistles and sausage roll. Um, and also standing behind you is Fraser. So you take a seat, and they all surround you. And I addressed the ladies, and I said, "Ladies, it's an absolute pleasure to be surrounded by such charming ladies." Sat down, and his hand clamped down on my shoulder, and I said. Oh, and Fraser. <laughs> to which the girls ripped it out of him. And after the photograph, he just pointed at me and said, I'll see you in the bar later. You can buy me a drink. <laughs> and did you? No. Yeah. <laughs> you did see him in the bar. I did just... see him in the bar, yeah. But uh, yeah, he took, it in the, he took it in the fashion that it was meant in. But yeah, um, we were we were getting a few stories from Annika. Nicking shoes in America. Or oh yes, yes, she's yes. I'm not entirely sure she'd want that broadcast to the. I mean, it's a what, well, She's between... told two hundred and something people. Oh, okay, she has to declare it every and time she goes. About, to we the only States. have about three listeners, yeah. so it's not going to go very far. <laughs> no, she has. But to, yeah, every time she goes yeah. to the United States, she gets pulled aside, and everybody has to wait for her while they check for her history. Of... Wasn't that wonderful story that Wendy Padbury went up? She said and said to one of the immigration people, uh, "My friends in there." Uh, and they asked her name and of course Annika's had several surnames and when mm -hmm. he went through a list of all these names not knowing what was on Annika's passport at the time <laughs> and then he sort of looked at her and said go away <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jaston Yes. yes, we didn't see Michael Jason. Uh, did we not see him? No. Oh, no, we, we, we went, went to off lunch, for, did we? Off some lunch. But we've seen Michael Jason before and he's an extremely lovely yes, man. Yes, we got to talk to him about his uh, Crown Court appearance yes. a few years yes. ago, yes. Yes. which he's very proud of, quite right. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, Terry Malloy, Peter Miles, Colin Spall. Oh, that was an experience. Uh, Peter, Peter Miles, his wonderful <laughs> rambling story. That, he, that, <laughs> that would just take 10 minutes, but took about 20. <laughs> it took him half an hour, God bless him, to get and on we, the stage. And, and we were dreadfully worried that he was, he was going Malloy to fall over. Doing the actions, stage, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was Terry Malloy and yes. um, and his bear, and his bear, yeah, and, Monty. Monty. and his kilt, and wearing his kilt, wearing his kilt, mm. his, his, his Welsh kilt, Irish kilt, <laughs> Irish kilt. Gemma <laughs> Redgrave with a wonderful laugh. Yes, we missed a bit of Gemma oh, Redgrave. Oh, an absolutely priceless moment where she, <laughs> she she's talking about Christopher Eccleston's doctor. And unfortunately, causing Chris Evans. Oh. Chris Evans is doctor. <laughs> and at that point. 
I think she bless her. She was so nervous at that point. It, it, it broke the ice, mm. and she just couldn't stop. She laughs like a machine gun. Yeah, she? she's brilliant. It's a bit yeah. of a Sybil Faulty laugh. It's yeah. a very Sybil Faulty. But the laugh. problem is that she laughed, which made the audience laugh, which made her laugh, which made the audience laugh. It's like a vicious circle. Of, yeah. of, and we should we should mention the stage invasion. Oh by yes, the slightly odd fan. Yeah, odd fan. Yes. yes. I mean, there are a few one. about, but. <laughs> But he sort of wanders up to the stage yeah. and wants his picture book, book signed or something. And his doesn't picture it? And, taken. Um, full yeah. marks to David Bickerstaff for yeah. basically telling him to go away. Yeah. Rather, no, <laughs> that's uh, rude. Was that your David Bickerstaff? Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, apparently, you that really well. Apparently, that was Scotch, was it? Mm. Okay, uh, Peter Davison. Again, we missed a bit of that because we went to have a. Andrew and myself, this is not Warren necessarily, went to have our photo taken with the with Terry oh, Malloy. Well, oh, Terry right. and, mm-hmm. Terry, and, and Peter and Miles and Collins yes. Ball, yes. Mm-hmm. which was lovely. And we also uh, had our photo took with Clive Doig and Roger Bunce. Oh, yes, Clive Doig and Roger Bunce. Yes, yes. I got to touch Clive Doig. Yes, oh, oh. But which not in I, an inappropriate way. No, I shook him by the hand. Um, but he was very lovely and he brightened noticeably when you Just, offered him a drink. Yes, I offered him a drink, but we never quite managed to find the time no. to... To follow, follow up on that, yeah. which is a shame. But uh, yeah. lovely to meet Clive Doig. We'll talk about him later or yes. earlier on the podcast, depending on where when we put this. Yes. Peter Davison's got a book out, hasn't he? He has. Uh, another he has. one. Life um, Outside the Box. It's his autobiography. It's you, very you, interesting. You, you've been reading it, have I you? have read it, yeah, yes. Right. Yes, it's very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like self-service machines at Tesco? No, no, no. No. Okay. That wasn't in the book. That no. was from personal experience, yes. wasn't it, Warren? <laughs> Let's just say he had a bit of a rant. Oh. He, he put he he laid down the law to the self service machine yeah. Tesco's. Okay, plain language. Yeah, there was Link. one just up the road, the Tesco's. Is that? Yes, that was, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one, oh, was yeah. that the one? Yeah, that's the oh, one. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. oh, we went in there. Um, Sunday, we were um, Philip Bond from the first Dalek story, yes. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, what should we call it today? The first Dalek story. That will do. Uh, Philip Bond <laughs> admitting to not being not remembering being anything much that he's been in no, no but we asked him about sergeant that? cork yes we did are we doing sergeant cork as well on we are doing one? sergeant cork right, as okay. well yeah okay, once we find it well but, <laughs> but yes um we asked philip bond do you remember being in sergeant cork there was there was, there was a bit of a pause whilst he thought about it and he goes is that the is that the incest one <laughs> which made <laughs> us laugh silence nobody else the sort of laughed at that but yeah. uh, but yes, basically... But he was basically he right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, full marks to him for him, because that's even before... Before um, who, yes. Before who, isn't it, Jess? 62-ish, isn't it? Uh, Jeffrey Beavers. Oh, the lovely Jeffrey Beavers. Oh, he's such a nice such man. Such a charming man. He's got lots man. of books out. Yeah. He has, he has. Vastly yeah. intelligent yes. man. Yes. yes. And we got, you got to talk to him about Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Doig and Bunce... Roadshow. Talking Bunce Roadshow. <laughs> to make it sound like a firm of solicitors. Which I, I thought was really one of my highlight panels. Yes, it, because... was, it was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and kudos to Roger Bunce for answering a question about aspect ratios. Oh, somebody, somebody uh, asked him. Yeah, somebody That's was right, asking yeah. when he watches his DVDs, the, the picture's the wrong shape and something, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. Roger Bunce goes, well, if you go in the menu, there's a, there's a thing called aspect ratio. and uh, <laughs> You can put it to auto. Amazing that you go to a convention and, and then ask how to tune your telly in properly. <laughs> yeah. But there we go. Um, what, what else? So Doctor Who magazine were, of course, there. Yes. Um, then we Horror Fang Rock sort of mini panel, Louise yeah. Jameson and Annette 
Will it? Oh, what happened in that panel? I missed that. You missed that panel, didn't I? Yes, yes. Bickerstar. David David Bickerstar. David Bickerstar. Sorry, David, if you're listening. Um, I I doubt it. Wanted to uh, reenact the slap. Wanted to be slapped in the face by Louise Louise Jameson. Jameson. Oh, I dream of that moment. She was a little... What, slapping him or being slapped? Being slapped. (laughs) Sorry. She was a little reticent to do it quite as hard as she'd done it in the actual episode. So she did do it, but it wasn't really... Did it get the a cheer? Slap. Oh, yeah. It got a bit of a cheer. Yes, ah. yes. It's all good fun. That's that's the thing about things like this in the convention. It's relaxed enough to do mm. things like that. It's not choreographed by merchandise all the time, and and, and people, um, be, people are sponsored when they come to these events. But at this particular event, it's nothing on a huge scale. It's very personable mm. and very comfortable. Yeah. So it's it's one of the best conventions we've been to for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So. And rounding off with Colin Baker. Colin Baker, who's very rounding off with Colin. The yes. doctor. <laughs> oh, I hope Colin never hears this. Oh, He'll he's never such a lovely you. man. No, he's a lovely man. He is a, a lovely man. man. He is a lovely man. Um, he's not got a book out, has he? He's about uh, one of the Not at the moment, no. no. It's about time he did a book, isn't it? Yeah, he probably yeah. is, but it's quite hard work, isn't it? And perhaps he doesn't have time. Oh, maybe not. He's always working, isn't he? So. That's true. Yes. Yes. But yeah, all in all, a... Uh, a lovely convention. Oh, here yeah. comes the cat. Hello, Rose. Rose is now walking <laughs> around behind us. Just to yeah. hello. Here she comes. Absolutely lovely convention. Yes. Yeah. We um, hope he does another one in a year or two's time. Yes. I mean, it's. I think it, he needs it's eighteen a, months. It's a huge to, effort to pull regenerations together, together and yeah. we really appreciate all the hard work. Yeah. Um, but wonderful uh, closing titles. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with his name on there. Yes. Yeah. In the proper font. Absolutely. <laughs> Always the way. But, uh, no, hats off to Kerry. He does an absolutely magnificent job. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. But um, yes, hopefully there'll be a one in the future. Mm-hmm. Once he's got over it. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, financially or just well, exhaust- exhaustion? Both. I think he needs sort of a year to eighteen months to forget how bad. Not how bad, but how busy how much, he gets. How much work and how much involved. work yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. Colin absolutely summed it up at the end, didn't he? Put his <laughs> ra- arm round his shoulder and said, "It's events like this that we enjoy doing." Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's clear. It's not just the audience that enjoys it. It's yeah. the, the the guests. That's as well. why they all keep coming back. And that's, yeah, they wouldn't come back if they enjoyed it. That's the way it. it should be. Yeah. yeah. So. There you go. Regeneration. Okay, that's regenerations. See you soon. Bye bye. interrupt the program. I expect you've noticed that a sort of branch of a tree has invaded the picture. Well, we're going to see if we can get rid of that branch. In the meantime, let's have a look at some of the programmes on TSW this afternoon. Starting at 2.30 when Dickie Davis presents the afternoon frames from the Spectrum Arena Warrington as the first round draws to an end 
in the Lada Classic 1984. That's for all you snooker fans. And I think we're in luck. I think we can go back now to space 1999. Thank you to Mr. Warren. For Thank his, you, Warren. For, for okay. his thing. We do have a couple of bits that we sort of recorded as sort of Saturday morning went yes. along, but we'll put those as sort of bonus tracks at the end we tell I think, you the same things mainly because we, we go you. over all the same stuff mm. again <laughs> yeah. but it, it, they will give you an idea of how excited we were i think we, we were quite excited um, yes but what was all that about a branch of wood uh, or a branch of a tree a branch of a tree in the middle of the picture of that space 1999 that's no way what? to talk about barbara bain is it <laughs> i don't know there are some people it, that may disagree it, with it's you there. a tsw transmission um mm. and something seemed to go wrong with the with the film or something so i don't know yes. quite what all that was about I, I didn't, but I yes uh we want to do space 1999 yes. now specifically uh mm. the opener of season two yes the Metamorph. Which is Carol- Car- Caroline? <laughs> Catherine Shell's. Catherine Shell's. First episode. Well, her first episode is first a regular. Episode is a regu- well, no, first episode. That's, that's where she's introduced. Yes, but she does appear in season one. She does appear in season one in but, an incredibly not, dull episode that is best. But not as forgotten. Maya. Not as Maya, no. And um, we we met her and she, she sort of spoke about it for a, for, a, for a little while. For a bit, yes. Uh, mainly how Barbara Bain didn't like washing herself. No, and she doesn't mind washing herself because no. she says that you can sort of learn. Yes, there are a lot of actors that don't like yeah. washing themselves, though. But you know, you know, each to their own. Yeah. Um, but the Metamorph, um, written by Johnny Byrne, directed by Charles Crichton, introduces mm-hmm. Catherine Shell. Yeah. Um, well, weirdly though, mm, well, it it it, it, it introduces her in, in the, the title sequence, sequence before, which, is which gives can, away the fact that she's going to join. join the, I mean, you could do that from episode two, but to yeah. do it in the first episode she's appearing in sort of gives away the idea, hmm. really, the ending. But Brian Blessed plays her dad yes. with a really ridiculous hairstyle-beard yes. combo. Of pe- Peladon, well, it's Mac Star, isn't it? Yeah, it's Peladon with a peak, isn't yes. it? He's got this silly yes, peak like on his head. Uh, Anushka Hempel also turns up just for one episode yes Um, you have this thing and it's very obvious Mm. with Space 1999 because it ran for two seasons Um, when you go into season two half of the regular cast have suddenly disappeared Uh, Barry Morse um, being the sort of major one Prentice Hancock Um, and where have they gone? There's yeah. no explanation. But I would point out that Roy Detrice is still wandering around Alpha Base yes. somewhere. Because yes. he's on the moon when it gets mm. blown out of orbit. We'd better just explain what the series actually is, though. Yes. It's uh, Jerry and Sylvia Anderson. Yep. Um, it's crea- a live action. Creation, live action. Like not, UFO. Not puppets. Set on yep. the moon base. Yeah. Um, 1999. Is the year. Is the year. Not H- the price H- of the moon base. The title, not how much they spent on it. Space, space 20 <laughs> quid is... As some people sometimes yeah. sometimes say, but it is a very very expensive series. It was a yeah. Co-produ- I don't think it was done on film though. Was it? Oh, it's definitely done on is film. Is it done on film? Oh, oh it's right, very okay. it's very film. Well, that's how we were able to get Blu-rays of it. Oh, I see. If yeah. it was on well, video, point, you yes. wouldn't you wouldn't get a Blu-ray of it. Yeah. Um, but the it was a co-production, I think, with now where are we? With is it with Italy? I think. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, not sure. Going to have to look that up now. But okay. yeah, it's an ITC, ITC actual uh, main main production thing. Isn't Pre- isn't this premiered in nineteen seventy five? Yeah. On ITV. Yes. 
Uh, and it was probably shown in different regions at different times, was it? As, as oh, was it, the oh, month it's, then. It's, yeah, it's it's one of those the actual transmissions all over the all over the place. Um, Yorkshire Grampian Ulster Scottish Border ATV and Tyne Tees seven o'clock Thursday the fourth September London mm. and Anglia screened the first episode two days later on Saturday at 5 50 mm-hmm. so it's that thing there was never really a uh, established shot, uh, uh, spot for it yes um, slot even. I mean it's um effectively running against early Tom Tom Baker yeah. episodes yeah. um your main stars are Martin Landau and Barbara Bain mm-hmm. who are um American yeah <laughs> Previously known for Mission Impossible. Yes. And they were married at the time. Yeah. Um, season one has the wonderful Barry Morse. As, yes, who just doesn't as, know. Who just doesn't know, John. Don't, I, as yeah. Victor Birdman. He never knows anything. By, by season two, he's just vanished, vanished for no yeah. no apparent reason. Yeah. Um, yes, the uh, co-production is R, with RAI, which is... Um, Radio Televisione Italia. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, so yes, it was an Italian um, co-production. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, the money certainly shows on screen. I think it does. It, it, yeah. It's you yeah. know production is is yeah. very high in the model work, especially it's by very this good. point. Yeah. Um, you've got the old Anderson sort of model. Yes. People who Derek are Meddings, isn't it? Who are yes. Um, who are who really are, you know, on the top of their game at this point. They, they, the the space scenes are very well done. Yeah. Although the planets always amuse me because they're very, very colourful. Yeah. Well, it's kind of telling me it's the early yeah. days of colour television. But, but some of them just look like bath bombs you'd get from Lush. <laughs> <laughs> you think if you dropped them in water, you'd well, get they'd you'd, just fizz. You'd get you get fizzy planets. Yes. <laughs> um, is it Jupiter or Saturn would float if you put it in water? One of those two. Oh, I, I, don't I need to look that up. No. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I can do it. But the metamorph, right? The yep. actual episode um, mm-hmm. is um, to introduce Maya, who, hence, as the name implies, can change shape yeah. because her father's got the ability to transpose yes. matter into other forms of matter, yes. and he's taught her how to, to change get. into yeah. various creatures. It's mostly. Lions. Lions. Um, there's a there's dog. A dog. With, um, there's a dove yeah. that she does in this one. Some sort of hawk. Hawk or kestrel. Yeah. And a rubbish and gorilla. And a dreadful gorilla costume. It's, it's <laughs> obligatory of 70s and 60s series that there must be one story with, with somebody dressed in a gorilla costume that which doesn't looks look rubbish. I mean, Dad's Army does it, yeah. but it is actually a bloke dressed up yeah. in the story. Yeah, so that's... that's Okay. And there's that are oh, you being served one? Yeah, well they get chased around number ten Downing Street for some yeah, reason. Yeah, is it is it Rusty Goff is some sort of monkey oh, or something? something like that. I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yes, the the the, the lion's quite interesting because uh, yeah. according to the sort of trivia on the episode, they use three lions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was uncontrollable. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. The second one wasn't too happy because it had toothache, Aww. and the third one was far too friendly. Right, <laughs> putting its paws on the photographer's shoulders. Apparently, ah, that's quite so sweet. That, that's nice. Aww. Nice. The uh, the episodes originally 
um, draft scripts for it were called The Biological Soul and The Biological Computer. By mm-hmm. the time you get to the shooting script, it's it's The Metamorph. Mm. Um, you've got... I think people wouldn't know what a metamorph was. Um, I don't know. Um, science-wise, I, it's one of those things I really grit my teeth at because I can just about deal with regeneration. Um, yeah. But when you turn from like a a lion into a dove or something like that, Mm -hmm. I have to ask, where does all the extra mass and energy go? Yeah. E equals MC squared, Joe. Yeah. If you lose mass, the heat has to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yes, there you go. I would also say that she's terribly impractically dressed. Oh, a floaty, 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 feathery feathery thing, which she nearly trips over in at one point. (laughs) Yes, you can't do much running in, in, in this, but I mean... She yeah. comes from a planet where you weren't expecting to run, were you? I know, but it's still very impractical. Yes. Why would you? It's like it's it's it's, it's the serverland kind of dress. And I know the reasoning behind serverland's dresses, but there's, in this case, there seems to be no need for it. Yeah. Oh, uh, another little sciencey bit. They analyse the atmosphere of the planet at one point and say it's carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen breathable. Uh, well, not if there's no oxygen. No, it isn't. no. It's breathable. There's no oxygen. <laughs> I'd, I'd want to, I'd want a bit of a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine is not. It has to be heard of one of my favourite series generally. No. Um, it's it's a bit it's a bit serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you you sort of you say you're a Doctor Who fan to people, yes. and they automatically assume that makes you a a science fiction fan. They do, yeah. It? I mean, yep. I know you've had you've yep. had that. I've had to try and explain the difference between. A, a, I think I actually ended up describing myself as a fan of classic television, mm. which is a bit of a sort of because it's like, oh, why you know, and what's classic television? How far back is classic? Yes. Anyway. Yeah, but um, I know I, I'm more sort of. Um, I describe myself as as series and serials, um, but yeah, I mean, certainly when when Doctor Who went off the air, mm. there were an awful lot of um, sci-fi series. Yeah, and even I fell for it. I I tape things like um, Star Trek: The Next Generation, mm-hmm. The X Files, yeah. Babylon Five. I I would I would take that. I would take take them. I would tape them. And um, never rewatch them. No. <laughs> so I had a load of tapes that it, it wasn't particularly of interest no. to me. No. I mean, space. I, I certainly remember as, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, one of those series that if it was on, I'd watch it. Yes. Um, we've now sort of invested in the Blu-rays, haven't we? Yeah. And yeah. we do have the thing that the the. the, the Episodes are on there in the wrong order. Pro- well, in production order. That is the wrong order. That's not the order they were shown on television. Yeah. The story of storyline of series one makes no sense if you watch them in production order. Because yeah. you go from the beginning of the series where they've just been blown, the moon's just been blown out of orbit, to near the end of the series. <laughs> and you're like, well, what happened? Oh, this is at the end of the series. <laughs> there is an actual linear storyline in series one, which requires yeah. you to watch it. In transition order, series two is probably not quite so bad because I don't think there's much, so quite so much of a following on story. But yes, yeah, series one has a linear storyline, oh. and that being that they're looking for a planet to live on. Fair enough, but um, yeah, I mean, 
we we enjoyed the episode. I think we did, it, yeah. it, it, it's it colourful. It's it's you know yeah. there's there's a bit of adventure. Mm. Didn't come it, to much it, in the end, really. In cause... there, I mean, I think space does suffer from the thing that a, a mysterious, often a, a mysterious thing will appear, mm-hmm. do something for the on the base. Yeah, they'll try and analyze it and not know what it is. Mm-hmm. John, we just just don't know what it is, and then it'll disappear again. Yeah. And they'll all be left staring into space, wondering what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does strike me that 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 storyline is used. Yeah, quite uh, a lot. A, a few yeah. times. Yeah, I uh, mean, there's there is one in a storyline in, in series one. We're thinking of um, Force of Light, is it? For like, with Ian McShane. Oh right. Where he's he's I can't even remember. He's sort of burnt, isn't he? Yeah, it's, something it's, it's quite horrific, actually. Yeah, the makeup and, and every everything he touches, every time he touches somebody, or so he, he's got f- force of light. Is it? Oh, I don't know what it's life. called. Life, life, life. Yeah, he he can he just he kills people because he extracts all the heat from them. Yeah, and it's quite nasty, really. It's... Oh, I was just looking up the effects. It's actually um, Brian Brian Johnson. Not, oh, right. not 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 Derek Meddings. Oh. Uh, Derek Meddings is um, Thunderbirds uh-huh. and UFO, right. and he did work on um, the Doppelganger, which was the the film, otherwise known as Journey to the Far Side right. of the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the major thing in um, the favour of of space is his actors, though, isn't it? His guest yeah, it's actors got a great a lot of good guest stars. Uh, I mean, yes, this episode you've got Brian Blessed. You've got Anushka Hempel making her, I think, only appearance. We will Mm. talk about Anushka Hempel later in a later podcast when we come to do Zodiac. Which we finished! Which which is a series we actually finally finished. Only because it's eight episodes. Yeah, right. Well, it wasn't much. Um, But you've got got Christopher Lee. You've got Mm. Peter Cushing. Yeah. You've got Patrick Troughton. Mm-hmm. You've got dear old Michael Sheard, of course. Mm-hmm. Who's, who always told the story about the... Didn't they have to cover all the women's nipples with sticking plaster because of the <laughs> tightness of the um, uniforms they wore that you could see their nipples otherwise? Well, I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's stuck in his head for some reason. Really? Yes. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you've got uh, Julian Glover. Who else have you got? Oh, loads and loads of people. Yeah, lots of people. But, yeah. Yeah. but then Julian Glover, I think Julian Glover appears in every single adventure series in the 60s and 70s it, at some point. Is, is it obligatory to have yeah. him in there? If you in, don't get Julian Glover, you're doing something wrong. Have him in there, oh, yeah. fair enough. But yeah, so we will continue to... I think it's one of those things we'll see every now and then. I, yeah. don't, I don't think we'll make a huge habit of... Yeah. I of, think we have to see the rule of Luton, though, don't we? Well, the rules of Luton, yes. um, that's the one with the trees, isn't it? I, um, I don't know, but I just like the title. Well, isn't it the story that Freddie Freiberger, yeah. the producer... He was in a car or something. ...went, went yeah. past a, a sign and he saw, he saw this... Yeah. I got this great name for a planet, Lutan. Yeah. Uh, what's that, Freddie? Uh, Lutan. It could be a planet. It could be a planet name. It sounds good. Uh, that's Luton, Freddie. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, well, no one will know. Yeah. <laughs> that was me doing one of my accents. <laughs> Your accents. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Space 1999, recent addition to our collection to, to our collection not one we'll watch mm-hmm. you know regularly but um, yeah. good to dip into every now yeah. and then when you fancy seeing something silly uh, s- yeah. something a bit daft but with mm-hmm. with some good actors you know yeah i think possibly having fun sometimes yes i think brian blessed's having oh, fun oh brian blessed's always having yeah. fun yeah okay right um and now we're going to do our interview or 
play our interview with uh, Jenny Shirt done at um, Regenerations. Yes. Um, just after we'd interviewed Mr. Terry Malloy. Yes. So there's a bit of the same noise in the background, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, over to Jenny. Yes. And, uh, We'll be back after that. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye. Hello again. And we're still in Swansea. <laughs> we haven't gone home yet, don't worry. And we're joined now by Jenny, Jenny Shirt, who's um, just going to talk to us about her early memories of television. What's the earliest thing you can remember watching on television? The earliest thing I remember is Play Away with Brian Kantz. I used to watch that on a Saturday afternoon yep. and absolutely loved it. And um, Tony Arthur was really good. And they used to sort of sing songs. It was very theatrical as well because he used to do a lot of sketches at the end. And I loved variety and theatre, so that was really... I think that's where my love of theatre came from. I started with Play Away. There are some Play Away clips knocking around on YouTube. Yeah. Um, some of which are fairly bad quality because again it's one of these series that I think suffers from not all of it existing but there are some sort of home recordings of it yeah I've watched the YouTube clips yeah, and it brought yeah. back lovely memories of Cause it because you've got Jeremy Irons in there uh, you've got Tony Robinson yeah. doing a few things like that so yeah, yeah it's one of those shows I I do remember myself. And I always remember, um, all I want is a proper cup of coffee, this and that, and I've oh, got a huge yeah, love of yeah. coffee, and that's where it came from. So, yeah, so Play Away is probably what, what brought me up on all that. Yeah. Excellent. And yeah. um, what other sort of kids' programmes? Oh, I loved everything like Rent Stick in your mind. Um, oh, gosh, what else? Rent Goes Pipkins, that's another one. Oh. That was fab with Hartley Hair, um, and Octavia, this one. That's right. And I think, if I'm right, there was a Brummy Pig, you know, with the, with the Birmingham yes. accent. Yes. And a Cockney Monkey, maybe. Yes, I can't remember the name the of the monkey though. Forgotten. Top of, I think. Top I yeah, believe that's so. it, it Again, was. as always, these at least the title sequences are knocking around. Yeah. Um, I think Nigel Plaskett has got a load of recordings of of Pipkin. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Um, again. So, yeah, I think I think he's one of these people who had an early video recorder, and because he was the voice of Hartley Hare, oh. he recorded it. So oh, again, there's again. There, there's some there's some bits knocking around. Did, is there a DVD out? I there. <coughs> Oh. Warren is nodding at that. Is there an entire Pipkins DVD? There's a couple of episodes knocking around on some odds and ends discs, which we can track down. Oh, yeah, I'd so love there to are. There's, a, there's at least one episode that we've got. Um, something about garden gnomes, isn't it? You can't remember. Lisa's just looking confused. I will look that up in a bit. We'll find. We'll find out the details of it. But there is. There is certainly some Pipkin oh, stuff again. Yeah, knocking I around. That, so yeah. <laughs> I would, would warn you that the puppets do look a bit ratty. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, I saw a picture of Hartley Hair recently. Hartley and Hair I thought, that's really frightening. You know, sort of land, when, when you saw a little, you don't expect it to sort of, you think, oh, it's great, you just it, looks it's, really normal. It's, it's weird, because no. you're not a fan of puppets anyway, are you, Lisa? The, the, the ventriloquist dolls and things like that freak you out they a bit. They can be scary, though, can't they? You, sort of like, you know, like normal sort of ventriloquist dolls and things? They frighten me, and this thing I don't like. Oh no! It's a we, bit of we, film. We've also been watching, and we will be featuring in more detail on this podcast. Um, three, two, one. <gasps> I love and uh, you asked us about some Chuckle Brothers clips yes, the other day, yes. which we managed to find. Oh, fantastic. I watched it again. And yeah. um, I just love the sand dance as well. And I think I'd love to have seen them do this live. I think it would have been brilliant to watch. And I think they're really inventive. Yeah, and yeah that's from the 1982 episode called, unsurprisingly, Egypt. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> Yeah, because I hadn't found it. I didn't know where it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, you sort of, like, got the YouTube clip and yes, I watched it again. Yes, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, we 
we have seen a lot of 321 in the last few years because um, mo again most of them have been uploaded have you got a favorite ah uh, what's what's our favorite we, we quite like the well we're going to cover the episode dickens it's a christmas special um from 1979 um that's got wilfred bramble in it as oh, scrooge wow. terry scott Bill Maynard. I don't actually think I've seen that one. Yeah, that, 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 that's because with with three, two, one. The longer it went on, the more they sort of went away from the sketch format of it, um, which which we quite like. With they do a little sketch and then you get the clue. Later on, it becomes much more sort of singing, singing, dancing. Was Chris Emmett thing. on it? Chris Emmett and Mike Newman are sort of, the sort of resi resident resident yeah, yeah, yeah. residential comics. Yeah. Uh, Mike Newman's always knitting for some reason, isn't he? He, he, he sort of knits himself this ridiculous multicoloured jumper by the end of the oh, series. I don't remember that. Oh, uh, we'll find you the stuff. I'd don't like worry. to see that. Yeah. But um, and the clues never made sense. They kind of made sense, but then you get to a point you think I've started to get a bit better at them. <laughs> um, but that's probably because I've seen them several times. You sort of sort of get into the way the writing works but, yeah. but it was one of those things people always said the clues never made any sense they didn't and when you're little it, it kind of went on forever the actual program felt like it was about two hours long and yeah, it wasn't so, yeah somebody said that on was it brad jones said yeah. that on on facebook yeah. he said it's oh it's only 50 minutes it felt like it was like most of the evening it really did it felt like you were sort of there for a long long time watching it and you don't realize it was only very short but yeah they only ran to about 45 45 minutes 50 minutes or so but, um, yeah who could be guaranteed to make you laugh Ooh. on TV. Oh, now I think Peter Glaze on Cracker Jack. Loved please Peter Glaze. I thought he was great. That's interesting because um, I always remember him with his glasses and Little Man and I think was it Don McLean that was his partner. Don, Don yeah. yeah, Don McLean with the with the with the, the amazing teeth. Yes. Because he's about 1974ish. Because yeah. there is there is that clip of where Cracker Jack starts with the John Pertwee title sequence and Peter Glaze's face appears I've got to see that. and he goes that. no it's not Doctor Who it's oh, Friday it's oh. 5 to 5 it's Cracker Jack I'm not seeing that <laughs> thank you that's on the more than 30 years in the TARDIS release it is on there I think at the start of it's, it's about sort of half an hour in oh I'd like to see that yeah so that, that, that is that is there it's just one of those oh, things and they did do a Christmas pantomime where you get Terry Walsh playing John Pertwee's doctor very briefly I don't remember and that. I, I vaguely remember it and, and that the that does that does survive oh, that's um, one I've got to look up now because I'd like to that's see a bit harder to find yeah. but um, I, I, I do I do remember it yeah. um, oh that's fab but yeah it's interesting that you said Peter Glaze because there's a couple of guys in America that have just started a podcast oh. about watching Doctor Who all the way um through from sort of episode one and they've just started on the sensorites I think it was released today actually um, so Peter Glaze I think pops up in episode three yes, so he's in it, isn't we he? have found a Danny Baker tribute to Peter Glaze oh, it's one of his TV heroes things oh. and we're gonna try and send it to them oh, I, I, love, I just think he's just really entertaining it was just he actually made me laugh just I don't know why but I was only very little at the time but yes. every time he came on the screen I mean he, I just really enjoyed as, da as Danny Baker says so he, he's fun. the person that invented the word dough yes, yes which I is, which is years oh. years before Homer Simpson oh, I was thinking yeah. about memories now yeah. I remember him doing that oh we can find we can find oh, you lots so many of, things, lots of stuff yeah. don't worry and then uh, Basil Brush was another one 
another one absolutely howled at that and I don't know why I think it was about five at a pantomime and I went to see him and I think I was the one still laughing when everybody else had stopped <laughs> <laughs> so, I always remember that oh no I was very fond of Basil Brush yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. the other thing was what scared you what on scared TV you? and beyond Doctor Who or take it as read that Doctor Who scared you but were there other things yeah Children of Green No and The Evil Tree do you remember that Children Ooh. of Green No Children of Green No. Oh, Warren's nodding at that one. Yeah, that that um, one I know the title, but that's about all. I don't know anything about it. It's about a young boy who went to stay with um, his grandmother. I think it was his grandmother or his aunt in, in a very old house, and um, very thundery night. And he used, to, he used to explore the gardens, but he, he got in touch with the ancestors of the house, which are children. Yeah. And he wanted them to appear to him, so he kept going into the garden looking for adventure, you know, with them. Yeah. But they wouldn't play with him. <laughs> and then it was very thundery one night, and we found out there's a tree called Green No with an evil spirit in it, oh. and it scared the living daylights out of me. So yeah. Oh, well, and I've got it on DVD now. It's amazing. I was going to say it's, it's it's one that'll definitely go on our list then. It's very slow now. Yeah. Watching it now, it's very very slow. No, it's all right. It, we used to But that. it's brilliant. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So it's really nice seeing it again. Right, well, thank you very much. Thank That's, you, I've uh, enjoyed it. That gives yeah. us a, another, another nine minutes to add to the podcast. So, thank you very Jenny, much. thank you very much. Thank you. Victorian London. A handsome cab, a gaslit street, and Sergeant Cork, pioneer of the newly formed Criminal Investigation Department. I believe, Lord Crichton, you introduced Lily Brander to James Stratton. Yes, I did. They formed a strong attachment? I believe so. But at least there was none of this nonsense about marriage. I see. You approve of working-class girls as mistresses, but not as wives. I think you might do well to remember who I am. Frankly, I don't give a damn who you are. The fact is, someone has threatened to kill Mr. Stratton. Neither you nor anyone else is going to stop me finding out who it is. Neither you nor anyone else. A saying characteristic of the man. For Sergeant Cork was a man who was no respecter of persons in his work. And his life's work was the pursuit of justice. And thank you to Jenny for the lovely interview. Much yes, appreciated. Thank you, Jenny. Yes. Um, just a couple of odds and ends. Um, just to correct ourselves again, as yes, we, we got we got we a got, bit confused. We got confused. Sorry. Catherine Shell's comment on uh, Barbara Bain yeah. was that she watched, she herself, watched too much. herself too much on sort of rushes and, and things like that, of, and became a bit too self-aware of, of, of what she was of, doing, of what she was doing on camera. Yeah. Um, okay. We. Um, also, have tracked down a vision on book, haven't we? we? Have. Yes, it's it's extremely vision lovely. Vision on a book of nonsense with some sense in it from nineteen seventy. How much was it? It was originally twelve and six. Twelve and six. And I don't got, even know what that means. It's got loads of stuff in from Tony Hart yeah. and Pat Kiesel <laughs> about art. Mm. Teaches you some sign language. Got yeah. some stuff with the prof in. Um, <laughs> we should also not um, overlook. Patrick Dowling's contribution mm-hmm. to Vision On. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Dowling later to go on to do the adventure game. Yes. We severely which, overestimates the intelligence of the contestants. Yes, we will do the adventure game yeah. at some point. We've yeah. we've got a few from the BBC store, haven't yes. we? Yes. From the first series. Got those. Yes. 
Um, what, was there anything else that we no, left I out? I, th- I think that was it, wasn't it? Yes. Um, right, so now we're going to move on to Sergeant Cork. Sergeant Cork. And we've, yes. got, our, Cork. We, we've got our police advisor yes. here. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mr. Warren. Mr. Warren. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, we're going to look at an episode from 1963, which is The Case of the Sleeping Coachman mm-hmm. from 24th of August. 1963. 1963. And it starts, amongst oh. others... Well, we... Um, the person who we're actually concentrating yes. on... Cause the the reason we chose to do it yes. um, we, was because we briefly got to speak to Philip Bond about it yes. at Regenerations. And he was very lovely. Sadly, we've just heard today that uh, Philip Bond passed away. Recently, so yes. We're going to dedicate this yes, article to, Bond. to him. Uh, we were so sort of touch that he did actually remember anything about the episode yeah, at all it's it, a very small part of a very it, long career it's i mean his career is absolutely huge mm. um first parts i've got listed for him go back to 1956 mm-hmm. from itv television playhouse yeah um so the sergeant cork episode um is a is a decent way he's yeah. into, into into his sort of career uh, he's one of those people that's done everything. I mean, Been in Do- everything. Doctor Who fans know him as Ganatus from the... The Daleks. The first Dalek story. Yeah, he gets a bit of a romance with Barbara. Yeah. Isn't but it? he's clocked up appearances in The Saint, Red Cap, Armchair Theatre, No Hiding Place, Man in a Suitcase, Champions, The Avengers, Zed Cars, Doomwatch, Human Time Bomb. We've mm. got that over there somewhere. Does that I? exist? Human Time Bomb, yes, yes, no. it's a season two one. Yes. Oh, right, okay. Population Everything. one, isn't it? I don't know. It's the, uh, it's the, isn't it mm. the the high rise building oh, one? Oh, yes, yes. Mm. yeah. We, we so. stalled a bit on Do Watch. Yeah. Uh, Jason King, the Aneedin line. You said you were. I will be getting that at some point. Get I was going to look line. at it on YouTube and then buy it, but I might just buy it. Yeah, Grand Court. I have to import it from Holland. Shoestring, only fools and horses to Holland back. Bergerac, Lovejoy, Casualty, Midsummer Murders. Is he in Midsummer? He it? is. What Dr. Is Wyatt mis- in Death in a Chocolate in Box. Chocolate box. I'm trying to remember what episode yeah. that is. Don't know. Don't know. Mm. But, is uh, it where they got Peter Cushing selling soft centres? I don't, <laughs> don't know. But yeah. yes, I mean, you, 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 we sort of briefly got to speak to Philip Bond. Uh, you, you saw him briefly as well, didn't mm. you? You headed him towards the, the, green, the, the room. green room, the green wasn't room, it? Yes. 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 Uh, I think he was quite glad for a glass of wine after yeah. after the panel, but love lovely bloke. I mean, he did a, it was very nice to see him at at, at the convention. Yes, and just sad we didn't get to speak Pretty to him again. anymore. Yeah. But yeah, the episode um, of Sergeant Cork that he stars in is quite <laughs> early on in the run of Sergeant Cork. I think it's only about episode nine. Um, <coughs> oh, sorry. Right, right, <laughs> yes. Okay. It's a bit warm in here. That's all. It's a rather unusual episode in that Cork <laughs> and Marriott, played mm-hmm. by John Barry and William Gaunt, actually yeah. get to go to Wiltshire. They didn't get to go to Wiltshire. Not actually on on location right. though. You Wiltshire? No. Yeah. But I said to you, Warren, is it likely that they get to go to Wiltshire? Uh, very much so. Um, things with the new CID. The CID was set up um, and quite cla- uh, in a clandestine manner to begin with, because the the law didn't allow the police to investigate. All right. The police were set up initially 
as uh, preventative more than investigative. And this was mainly because that the, um, the upper echelons and the higher classes did not want people from what they classed as the working class investigating their business. Right. Their naughty they, business. Very much a naughty business. There's a lot of naughty business a going dirty on. dirty business. And so uh, the, there were various investigations going on regarding embezzlements that were being carried out secretly under the, um, under the, um, sorry, under the instructions of the Commission of the Metropolitan Police, who then in those days would have mm -hmm. been Robert Peel. Oh, right, yes. And uh, he was not telling his political masters what they were doing. Okay. And he was gradually uh, putting together these reports and put it in front of the Home Secretary and says, look, we have this, this is what's happening. Um, we have got large scale fraud going on and we can't do anything about it because you will not let us investigate things. Yeah. And the law changed and all of a sudden the CID appeared and they started carrying out large scale investigations. Scotland Yard was very well known, still, uh, still in its infancy, but was very well known for having well trained investigators. Out in the countryside, you had very few CID officers at all, yeah. if any. Yeah, I mean, they talk in this episode about um, Devizes Police Station. And mm. I've got here that uh, Wiltshire Constabulary was established in 1839 at the Bear Hotel Devizes, um, being the first county police force. Now, Sergeant Cork takes place sort of late, Late Victorian, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. about 1870s, yeah. So the chief constable at that point would have been Captain Robert Stern, RN. He's from 1870 to 1908. And you, uh, and you found this very much, that ex-military types yeah. would run what they would call a, a very tight ship in that case. Yeah. It w that's why initially the, the, the police were run like a military organisation. Because they had no other model to, to run an organisation on other than the military. Admittedly, uniforms were different. We were discussing uniforms we were, earlier yeah, this evening. They've made them very different from a military uniform. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, if, if you go back and look at the, the origins of your humble police officer, as I was saying to you earlier about uh, the first three warrant numbers in the Metropolitan <laughs> Police yeah. were wiped out within the first couple of days. Those PCs one, two and three. Yes, <laughs> were all sacked because they were drunk on duty. And this, this, was, a, uh, this was a regular problem because you, you had people who applied for the job. There were very few people who were educated to a standard that was desperately needed, but they went for a minimal um, um, educational standard. So you could read, you could write, you could walk, you could talk. Mm. They give you a top hat and a baton and, uh, off, and off you, you go. go. Yes, <laughs> But most of them were so poorly paid and their hours were so long that they were drunk most of the yeah, time in their yeah. local hostelries. They would walk into pubs and get drunk. Now, this episode concerns a murder, as yeah, many yeah. Sergeant Cork episodes, Sergeant Cork yeah. episodes. seem to. But, yeah. but you were saying to us that, um, in reality, murder was a fairly rare occurrence. Yeah, you look, um, people look at Victorian times, and the, the, the most sensationalist murders that will stick out are things Jack the Ripper, for example. Yeah, yeah. But this... Jack the Ripper is very much hyped up by the press. Mm -hmm. the, the character there, they've given him a name. Yeah. They've created a character. Uh, and the, the press go with that. There's a lot of hype. But murder was still a very, very rare occurrence. Um, if we take a look at the first railway murder, for instance. Yeah. That was a big shocker. Yes, it was on the railway. Yes, it took place in a first-class compartment. <laughs> um, but it was very much a case of 
it's a murder. This this is unheard of, uh, and very much in in the countryside. If, if somebody died of of suspicious circumstance and the, uh, murder there, it was unheard of. So you would bring somebody from outside the county to investigate. In this case, it would be Scotland Yard. Yeah. Well, I've I've sort of been looking as a, as a, as a, as with all these things. There's an awful lot of information about um, sort of police history and things like that. But I. I wonder. I mean, this episode is written by Ted Willis, yeah. who created, um, Dixon, this, yeah. who created Dixon of Dark Green, as and well as, this as, as well as Sergeant Cork. Um, you do get the feeling that he, Ted Willis, is using Sergeant Cork, <laughs> yes, to make some points. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah. Dixon's yeah. a very comfortable family. Uh, non-political, not uh, not that's not sway the boat type yeah. character. Um, middle of the road. Cork and Marriott are called in to investigate uh, the murder of a maid. Of the of the maid. Yeah. Um, Which is found in the stables by the coachman. Yes. Who is sleeping? Who is sleeping? sleeping hence yeah. the name. Um, interestingly, you've got quite a few Doctor Who guest stars in yeah, this episode. At least three or four, isn't there? We've so got Carmen Silvera playing Mrs. Fielding, who's Sergeant Cork's landlady. Cork's landlady. You don't see much much more of it. Do no, you? I think that's yeah. the last appearance. Yeah. Philip yeah. Bond playing George. Melrose, the, the son, of, the the son the of, of the household. Patsy Smart. He's the mother of the maid. that served uh, up with onions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, indeed. John <laughs> Harvey is Inspector Armstrong yes. from the local lo- local police. Um, it's set in Wiltshire and there are some <laughs> attempts at accents, yeah. I think. But they're um, not ac- they're Warren not- and I are from the West Country. Well, and, we are, and, and and as as we all know, an edge is an edge. Edge edge. Um, as they say in hot fuzz. But mm. these accents seem to vary between um, Scottish <laughs> and Irish, <laughs> and nothing much resembling Wiltshire that I I've noticed. Yeah, but a West Country accent on television is never a proper West Country accent. No, it's, it's true. It's, it's always a bit sort of cod. And also, accent. we're still living in not so much on ITV land. BBC was still very much plummy, weren't they? Yes. Still, yeah. I mean, uh, Zed cars are still sort of glared at because it's rough northern accent. Yeah. But here, yeah, you, you find that um, you get a mixture of what the actor's interpretation of an accent <laughs> might be. And it's, it's a Jamie Crimmickerman thing. I soften the accent because if you wouldn't yeah. keep the broad Scottish accent, nobody'd understand it. But John Bar- John Barry as Sergeant Cork immediately comes up against. Um, Sir Henry Melrose mm. um, rubs him up the wrong and way. rubs him up the wrong way. Cork is very much of the opinion: I don't care who you are, I'm going to get my job done. Yes, but absolutely. That's... It makes for very good dramatic television. Yeah. But as you said, Warren, he'd, he'd be out on his ear. At... The first thing that would happen: the the the, the, the yeah, the Sir, Sir Sir John Melrose would have said, "Right, I'm speaking to the chief constable," and he'd have been out there in seconds. <laughs> Almost certainly wouldn't have come in the front door. <laughs> there was. I mean, this is the meant to be the plain clothes branch, yes. isn't it? I wouldn't say that Cork's clothes are very plain in this one. No, no he, does, not. he does stand out rather, doesn't he? He's got a yeah. wonderful sort of check suit, suit and yeah. trousers combination that I, you can I see coming a mile it. off. I, just I wonder what he likes in colour. A bookie. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's got he's got his um. Has he got his toffee with him? Yes, he's brought, yeah, he's brought his toffee with him, but no. he's left his humbugs at home. Yeah, well, they gave him to the landlady for her children. Yeah. There was always a, a running joke that it, in the, the plainclothes officers in the Met 
were used to used to wear brown boots because they were issued with brown boots. All right, why brown boots? I don't. They were yeah. cheap, probably. They were cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and carry a pair of derbies, and derbies being handcuffs because they were made of uh, um, um, Derbyshire uh, steel. Yes. Um, I mean, these days, Sergeant Cork is very forgotten, I think. You, you mention it to anybody, and they, yeah, I haven't got a clue. But it, at the time, it was a big series. You you look, mm-hmm. there's big articles in um, the, the TV Times. Um, I mean, it ran 63 to 68, um, mm-hmm. and it does influence Carry On Screaming, because Harry Corbett mm-hmm. plays uh, Sergeant Bung. Yeah, and I never said that. And nobody seems to know that joke yeah. these days. It had yeah. to be explained to me. Um, yeah. So anything that influences a Carry On film has to be a fairly, yeah. fairly big thing yes. for you. It's they, a good deep they, stick. Yeah. they, they, they know that you're going to get yes. the joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's back it's, to it's a. Se- I mean, Cork is a series <clears> I would love to see get just showing on a satellite channel of some sort mm-hmm. um, because I've I mean I've found that there's hardly a weak one among them is there? No. Um, the odd one or two. But and again, they're not straightforward are they? No. no. We, weekly, you have to watch for, them. For weekly turnaround television they're, they're trying some Yeah. Some, yeah. And they've got some very some, impressive sets. Some very Absolutely, very yeah. good production yeah. very good actors yeah. some hard hitting stories it yes. has to be said. The one on the one at Christmas, oh, 19, the, oh God, 1963. Yeah, the, where the Fenians... Yeah. Um, where there's a massacre. There's a massacre of police, police with, a, yeah, with, a, with a machine, machine gun. gun. And this uh, goes out on sort of, you know, this Christmas This is Christmas week. week. Yeah, this is cheery stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've got the one with that we recently saw, the pious patriarch. Oh, God, oh yes. Where you've got the son and the daughter of, of the... the um, sort of M- MP, is yeah. he an MP? He's an MP. And they're 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 going to sacrifice this um, sailor. Yeah. Um, it was very. And they're going to get the kid to do it. Yeah. And he's got the knife in his hand. It, and it was. It was really. You wouldn't even get away with that yeah. shot yeah. these days. No. no. You wouldn't get away with the shot with a child with a, with a knife in the hand. You know, it's a, there's some astonishing stuff being mm-hmm. attempted. But uh, if you want to, I don't know if you want to focus a little bit more on this episode, just to, with a bit more background, because I think we've previously mentioned that. You asked Philip Bond about it. Yes. And mm. he didn't immediately remember anything about it. Well, we didn't expect him to remember but anything, really. He then, he then, just before they asked the next question, he said, is that, is that the one with the incest? Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Philip Bond's character and um, and his sister. Yeah, Rosalie Crutchley. Yes. Uh, uh, very close. Uh, yes. Clearly very close. She's, yes. she's making a sort of bust of his face out yeah. of clay. Yeah. And she's sort of massaging his back and stuff, yeah. and it's all—it's all sort of all undertone. undertone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not flagged up too yeah. much, um, you know. But you—you you, you can see what they're playing yeah. with the subtlety of the. They're, viewer, they're expecting they? you to be to, put, to pick yeah. up on it. To I put think. two and two together and go, yeah. oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you think the audience would have done then in in that sort of um, in the? 60s? Oh, I, I would think, think so. Would? Yes, yeah. I think so. I don't. Yeah. I don't think people had. Uh, do you think if they'd have made that mm. 10 years earlier people wouldn't I, have really picked up I on that. I don't I, think they would have made it 10 no. years earlier I, I, th- yeah. I, I mean when we started watching Sergeant Cork I mean from the opening title sequence and the theme tune um, which is sort of very strident mm. and it's one of those theme tunes that sings the name yes. isn't it? you know it's Sergeant Cork da 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 
we initially we thought it felt very 50s it didn't did we? it felt very 50s it's not helped by the fact it's rather rather patchy yeah the, the, black tru- and white. the trouble is the copies that survive are, are a bit <laughs> sort of just the picture quality is not a bit all over good. the place sometimes yeah. it's in fact we've recently seen a trailer for it where the title yeah. sequence looks better than yeah. the actual episode yeah having now actually seen yeah. what the original mm. film of the title sequence mm. should look like which is immaculate mm. some of these copies are are not great can i mm. ask you then mm. um keeping this episode in mind especially what draws you in mm. to 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 the storyline of of Cork in this particular well, story? In in well in in this in this one, I mean, you've got you've got a very good Cork and Cork and Mary are a very good team. Yeah, they're a good double act. So there's a bit yeah. of humour, yeah, um, sort of bouncing off of them. Yeah. They're interesting characters to watch. Yes, I like the fact that Cork doesn't put up with any nonsense. No, he doesn't put up with nonsense. He doesn't let rank get to him yeah i mean you can you yeah. we always say with the ted willis script you know he's sort of rattling the cages of the upper classes <laughs> yeah. that just because you're privileged doesn't mean well, you can get away with things. you're going to get away with yeah. stuff so yeah. you know and i think there's only one episode where he doesn't get his man mm. but um yeah. he always gets justice for the victim at the end of the episode and that is very satisfying i mean there's a line from the father of the, of the yeah. murdered girl yeah. that he doesn't expect Cork yeah. to to find out to who find out who done it if it's somebody you know in the mm. big house and yeah. Cork says no I will whoever it is I will get them mm. and, I'll, uh, and they will be punished yeah mm. and that that's that's mm. that's an appealing thing I I, I like the fact that yeah. he won't stop no. yeah he'll keep on going until he finds out who did it so social class is no is no barrier yeah no no he doesn't care who it is it can be if it's the lord of the manor or or the, the dairy maid. If they do wrong, they will get punished. Yeah. And this, I think, is is the big thing. Of the, as you say, from um, Ted Willis's script, this is the big thing that says that there's been philandering from below, uh, above stairs to below stairs, mm. and uh, this was a regular thing, which which was known is is, is known. This happened, and many a chambermaid was with child because of. Uh, I was just looking up Ted Willis, and he gets. Um, his life peerage announced on the 23rd of December 1963 so just as Cork's been running for yeah. a little while I don't know you know how, how much influence it had I mean he, he's had a huge career anyway um, but because there's some other series that you've sort of recommended to us is it Hunter's Walk Oh, we've got that. I yeah, think. we've got that yeah, um, somewhere. Dixon, of course, we we know. <laughs> we love Dixon. Yeah, but it's not. You, you, I think you said a little while ago that it's a cosy police series, which it is in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, and then it hits the seventies, and they toughen it up, and there are some very tough stories in. Absolutely, some of those Dixon. ones all green. done on film. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they really yeah. bleak. You know, we it, it we does... did struggle with them a bit until we got to firearms were issued. Yeah. Um, and then you have a sort of resolution because some of the episodes nobody gets punished for what's happened, yeah. and it's incredibly frustrating. Do you think that's, re- but think that's, that's realistic? Re- yeah. yeah. Do you think it's that's probably a reflection more realistic? Of what was happening at the yeah. Because yeah, fifties yeah, and sixties, BBC at its mm. time is reflecting how it would like the um, how it would like viewers to yeah. be involved, feel comfortable and safe with characters they're going to create and come into their homes every day. Mm-hmm. The 70s, it changes. We have a lot of political strife. We have a lot of industrial strife. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the quality of life isn't too good. There's a lot of unemployment. And it's going to reflect in the programmes that you have that with a lot of programmes. You have that with Z cars as yeah. well, don't mm. you? Yeah. And uh, it, it does look bleak, but it makes us some damn good drama sometimes. Oh, good, it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. But we should go back to Sergeant Paul. Go back to Paul. Anyway. We should say that Philip Bond's character isn't very likeable. No. No. He's, but the performance he's, he's given performance is very confident. He's very yeah. confident. Yeah. It's very good. He knows what he's doing with that part. Yep. He's a yeah. very good looking man. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense of the character being attractive to it's the when maid. When he strides on initially yeah. in his, his hunting yeah. garb with yeah. his uh, riding crop. Yeah. Yes. And he's literally, you think he's going to horsewhip Cork mm. at some point yeah. because he's not happy. Yeah. The fact that he's asking these these questions. questions yeah, he and he's, he's picking yeah. up stones and looking underneath what's... Yeah. What's underneath these stones? So he is not happy, is he? He's not happy yeah. at all. But then the character does a complete turnaround at the end and becomes a bit much more sympathetic and mm. much more. Um, was that giving up humble, too much? Much more humble, yeah. yeah, because he realizes that his behaviour has caused somebody else to commit yeah. this crime. Again, you don't want to sort of give away too no. much of the plot, no. do you? No. I mean, Sergeant Cork is one of those shows that. We'd highly recommend. Yes. Yeah. It's all available on the network. It's all available on network, network yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember when we first started watching it, uh, mm. I think, was it Stephen Gallagher said yes. um, you, that we'd made a good choice, that yeah. he'd watched the, he'd watched the yeah. lot, and he was amazed how well it held up across yeah. the entire run as well. Yeah. Cause because, of course, some series run for too long and they yeah. tail off. I think there's a, there is a lot of Sergeant Cork, 66 yes. episodes, I yeah. think. Um, but from what we understand, it, it's 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 solid all the way through. Yeah, it's really um, I'm very, very good. looking forward to carrying on yeah. with with some more. Yes. But uh, yeah. I think we'll end it there. But yes. yes uh, but we'd but, like to yeah, we'd like just to like to just remember Philip, Philip Bond. Bond and yes. thank you for yeah. giving but, such wonderful performances. Yes, yes. yes. And we wish we'd been able to very, talk to you very, more. Very lovely to have, yes. to have met Philip. And, uh, yes. There we go. Back soon. Well, that's just about it for this week, but we've just got time to announce some lost property that we discovered on returning home from Swansea that needs to be urgently claimed. Would anyone who knows a fan who sports paisley winkle pickers, dayglow orange spats, a mahogany ear trumpet and a t-shirt that claims get it here, please come and collect them, as he's stowed away in our car and has been sitting suspiciously close to the gear stick ever since. Cheerio, see you next time. That was episode 5 of Round the Archives, starring Lisa Parker and Andrew Trowbridge with Warren Cummings and our special guest, Jenny Shirt. On the musical side, you heard Dan Tate and Paul Chandler. The script for Sergeant Cork, The Case of the Sleeping Coachman was by Ted Willis. And the producer was Jack Williams.
say, you're adorable, you're a beautiful, you're a convention kind of guy. Oh, yeah, he's singing already. <laughs> it's like eight. What is it? Eight thirty? Not even like that. I've been up since six thirty. I'll be quiet. <laughs> hello, we hello. Are, hello. We are at the Regenerations Convention in Swansea. It's Saturday morning, and I'm barely awake. Are you going to say anything about I, that? I'm disgustingly awake. I know you. Well, how long morning. have you been up? Uh, up at half six this morning. Oh, well done. You just what? said that. Oh, I don't. Went for a walk around the docks, but that's that's another you, story. Did, had, had you got a dose <laughs> in the night? No, there's no Baldricks hanging around. Oh, right. No. Hello. Uh, <laughs> right, what have we got lined up for today? Um, kicking off, kicking off. I'm not going to kick off. Uh, kicking off at nine thirty, we've got uh, Jacqueline Pierce, as you refer to her, Chesney. Chesney, Chesney's on. Chesney's on. One hit wonder, Chesney Hawks. Followed by Catherine. Shell, Countess oh, Scarlionio, lovely, lovely lady, and then we've got a Troughton oh, foursome. The reason for being here: Wendy Padbury, Fraser Hines, Deborah Watling, Anna Goyles. And she's that's your, touching, that, is that going to be your highlight of the me. morning? Yes, she's going to be not touching me again. Oh, were, were you touched? I was touched last time. All right, okay. <laughs> and then Michael Jaston at twelve thirty. Good lineup today, isn't it? And then there's some lunch, I think. So, are we excited? We yes. are excited. So. Are you excited, Lisa? Yes. <laughs> Shall I ask you again? Are you excited? <laughs> Ted can't hear Ted you. Ted can't hear you. Hi, <laughs> hi. Hi, hi. Right, so we're going to go down and. Oh dear. Oh dear, Warren's having another. You're right, cough it up. Yeah, just pass the gin over, I'll be okay, fine. Thank you. Right, so we're going to go. <laughs> Okay. Oh, welcome to local group audio. I've only had. I, 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 this is the wine from last night. Oh. So we're going to go down, dry, and, and no we're script. going to have some fun, and then we'll come back and say if we had any fun. <laughs> <laughs> would I say? Um, are you recording? Yes. I would like to say I'm wearing a pigbeam Josh t-shirt. I do not look look, look like pigbeam Josh. I've been nicked by Fraser Hyde's. <laughs> so, did we have fun? Yes, yes. we did. It's lunchtime. We've yes. done the first... Well, it's sort of lunchtime. It's not lunchtime. Well, we've just had lunch. There's still a panel going on. Yes. But, uh, 9.30, Jacqueline Pierce. That didn't happen, did it? No, Jackie had a... Warren, head. why didn't why didn't Jacqueline Pierce appear at half past nine? You've got, you've got the gen on I this. I have the gen on that. I've just had a beautiful photograph with... I've never met Jackie before. She's so lovely. I thought you met her on the tube. Oh, that was slightly different. She touched me inappropriately. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a long story. We'll tell you one, though. Um, <laughs> I'd never met her to start, sort of talk to and sort of for any long period of time. Anybody said, and she sat in the um, sat waiting for nobody to have no photograph to us. So I thought I'd go in there. I said, "Did you have a heavy night last night?" Well, darling, <laughs> in that wonderful theatrical way, a bottle of red, maybe a bottle and a half, and strictly, I <laughs> strictly. So she said, "God, was I suffering this morning?" I said, "Oh, that's fair." Yeah. So she's on. Red wine. Uh, well, she, no, no, she's on in about she's, half an hour's time. So we, you're on short, we should go and see yes. that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yes, she's she's a rather good value. So instead, they kicked off with Annika Wills, who yes. who was uh, lively as ever. Oh, um, she was wonderfully lively this time. Lively, yeah. Yeah. Oh, lively. Uh, Catherine Shell at ten oh, thirty. Such a fascinating woman. So absolutely. what? What was one of her cats called? Ivan the Terrible. Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm so stealing that name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's a, she's a cat person, we which, like which is good, so that's nice. Then we've had the Trout and Era oh, Companions. Oh, that was quite tame, wasn't it? That, that was, Japanese, yeah, nothing uh, much happened with the Trout and Era Companions. You've got a nice photo with them all. Oh, absolutely. I, I've, now, tell us about 
Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> you come, you come in, and there's I'll come in. there's um, Wendy Padbury, Deborah Watling, Annika Wills, and Fraser Hines. Right. The ladies are all all sat round, and you've got you sit in between the ladies, and you've got Annika to your left, and Fraser joins your right, and I go straight up to the ladies, past Fraser, because I know Fraser loves to have a have a hog the limelight, he loves, but in a nice way. I've got ladies, absolute pleasure to be surrounded such beautiful ladies so early in the day. And I sit down, and this hand clamps on my shoulder, and Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a nice photo. Looking at that, it that's, is, that, that's yeah. rather lovely. That's, that has made my convention. Has so we're off to a good start, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got an afternoon to come. Uh, Terry Malloy, Peter Miles, Colin Spall, Gemma Redgrave, Peter Davison, uh, Clive Doig, Roger Bunce, and anybody else who turns up. <laughs> Are you looking forward to Lisa? Yes. Who am I looking forward to? Yes. Sorry, not yes, yes, not yes, but also. I am looking forward to seeing the lovely Mr. Terry Malloy, because it's always again, interesting. He again. better have drunk some of his tea. Yeah, I bet he has. He's always <laughs> interesting. Um, and I'm looking forward to saying hello to Clive Doig oh. when we have our photo. Director of Vision On and yes. Jigsaw and lots of other things. Lots of things, yeah. So, yeah. very important figure in our childhoods. So, we'll be back later. Bye. Hunk Diggly, Mr. Trowbridge! What's the line? Hunk Diggly, Mr. Trowbridge! I really can't Make read it. I'm getting close. I'm at the announcement. Sorry. Oh, that's it, that's it, that distance. Hunk Diggly, Mr. Trowbridge! Make the announcement! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with wholesome intent. <laughs> 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 <laughs>